get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to talk with Chris Kerber. He is the voice of the Blues. You will hear Blues versus Canucks game number five, pregame starting at 830 right here on 101 ESPN. The puck drop with Curbs and Joey Vitale coming up at 930. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, my man. Let's start with this. Ryan O'Reilly, we've talked a ton about the impact that he has had in this series and especially in the last couple of games. What have you seen from O'Reilly? We all see that he's playing well. What have you seen specifically that's been such a thorn in the side of these Canucks? He just does not give up on a puck. I mean, when you talk about a guy that plays to the very end of a shift, if he has a chance to get to a puck or to win it, he will. And he has forced whatever line it's been, whether it's been the Horvat line or whether it was the Pedersen line, he's really forced those guys to have to defend and then when he doesn't have the puck, he goes and gets it. I mean, this is he, – he's you talk about a guy that's just continued to develop as his career has gone along, but he is so good on the puck. And he works on so many things. Like that goal that he scored on the backhand, I mean, it's it's actually something that, that – it's a, it's a type of play that he's actually practiced, and Craig Ruby talked on that yesterday. So, um, man, just, just work ethic, and, and it just shows you. When Craig Ruby said the other day that, look, we're not going to – we can't outskill somebody. We've got to outwill them, and that's just what Ryan O'Reilly's done. He he's just he just knew he had to. Do, he wanted to play better, and my goodness, uh, is did he put on a show the other night? Curbs. Speaking of skill and will, um, a couple of adjustments to the Blues lineup. Unfortunately, uh, we hear that Vladimir Tarasenko coming back to St. Louis to get evaluated there. Um, so we lose a little bit of skill in that player, a lot of skill actually in in that player. But we do get a little bit of will back in the lineup, hopefully, in Ivan Barbashev. And just kind of isolating those two players, what do you think we can see from the the lines as far as Craig Bruby's concerned, or has Chief even discussed any possibilities of where he might slot in Ivan Barbashev? I would I would expect, uh, and, and we did we we had a chance to talk to Craig. Uh, just an hour ago so or 45 minutes ago so i apologize that we had to push the segment back but but barbashev if he goes in i look for mckenzie mckechran uh to, to be one of the guys uh you know potentially coming out there i think he still isn't isn't committing that to us 
But to be honest with you guys, I, I just look at who's, you know, I, when the fact that he's had the chance to play Cairo up the lineup a little bit, I think Jacob De La Rose has been very responsible defensively as a centerman in that, that I see Ivan Barbashev going in for, for Mackenzie McEachern, in my opinion. And I just don't think Mackenzie has been as effective as, as the Blues could need him to be. And those other guys give him and give uh, Barubi some, some flexibility with his lines and his lineup, which I, I think is really important. Yeah. Ivan Barbashev is, is one of those guys that can turn around and, and just step into that lineup, and he can give you 12 to 15 minutes, and it's going to be physical play. I'd expect the Blues to start probably with their same penalty-killing uh, pairings as they had in the last game since the since you know Vancouver went 0 for 7. But having said that, if, if one of those guys – you know, ends up in the penalty box, Ivan Barbashev can slide in, and that, that's where he's going to see some added minutes. Curbs, you mentioned there De La Rose, and he was great in the last game, specifically on the PK, and the Blues in general were great in the peak, on the PK in the last game. What have you seen change? Because early on in this series, that was the issue for the Blues. Anytime that the Canucks went on the power play, I fully expected that they were going to score on it. What have you seen change from the Blues on their penalty kill in the last couple of games? Listen, even in that last game, every time they went on the power play, I fully expected them to score, <laughs> you know, like, and at the end of the game, you're like, oh, goodness, they didn't. Uh, I I think the Blues did a better job of getting sticks in the lanes. Uh, I think they did a better job of keeping, you know, the puck to the outside. Uh, Jake was making saves, which was important. But this, this, is a, this is a stat, especially for a power play that was clicking at 30%. That is mind-blowing. 12 minutes of power play time and only eight shots on goal. I mean, that, that's that's what the Blues allowed there. So, you know, Vancouver didn't seem as willing, I think, because of the way the Blues are playing them. I, I really do kind of think that Vancouver might have thought it was going to be a little bit easier, and, and they took the foot off the gas a little bit. They weren't as clean with their passes. The Blues defended better. The Blues read better. I thought the Blues pressured more, uh, smartly. You know, rather, rather than just going, they went when they thought they could really win the puck and not give up some inside battles. And I thought, to me, that was a that, that was just a huge difference in that game. Plus, and then this is not rocket science, your best penalty killer has to be your goaltender, and when they needed the saves, they got them from Jake. Yeah, Curve. so that's where I kind of want to go here is not just Jake Allen alone, but you talk about a team. And when you say the word team, it's very specific. We're not talking about individuals. And when you say the word depth, certainly we're talking about a number of individuals on that team. The St. Louis Blues have tremendous depth, and they are tremendous as a team. And that is what I think makes a big difference. But for you, how important is that now that they've clawed their way back into this series? The Vancouver Canucks have some great individuals, and yes, a good young team. But the St. Louis Blues have a team that just pulls together at all times. How important is that now that it's a sprint to the end of this series? Yeah, I think it's really important. And I think it's important that the guys that were not in the lineup last year or were on last year really understand to continue to buy into that. And and because, you know, look, last year, every single series that the Blues played went to a best of three. It, it, every single series, they were 2-2 two, two in. And, and does that carry over? We asked Craig Berube that. And he said, I'm not really sure that it does because this situation is different. And look at it like this. I know at the beginning of the year, we're going in saying, oh, look, the Blues, except for Pat Maroon, are essentially returning the same team. But then look what's happened. You lose Vladimir Tarasenko for the year, and now he's not available for you in the playoffs. The incident with Jay Bowmeister, you know, took him away from you. So there's no Tarasenko, no Bowmeister. Massive minutes with those guys. 
You didn't re-sign Pat Maroon, that one we knew. And then right at the beginning of the season before it starts, you traded Joel Edmondson. So here it is going into game five against uh, the Vancouver Canucks in the first round of the playoffs, right? And you've got Jordan Cairo. You've got Jacob De La Rose in the lineup. You're, you're relying more on Blay and more on Sanford than you did. Remember, those two guys were in and out of the lineup in the first round last year against Winnipeg. You've got uh, Justin Falk. Well, yeah, he did go to the conference final last year with the Carolina Hurricanes, but it's his first run, you know, with the St. Louis Blues. There's a, there's a lot of different makeup to this. And so that depth that you're talking about, Jamie, in my opinion, is critically important. Um, and not just the depth of having guys to be able to, to play the role, but guys that have to kind of get the experience and understand it. And I specifically asked that to Craig this morning, if he's seen enough progress on them. And he said, yep, he likes the way it's going. He likes the way they're seeing, and they've got to continue to grow if this team's going to have success. Because it's one thing to say we have depth. It's another thing for then for then that depth to get in there and then be impactful in a playoff series. We're talking with the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, here on 101 ESPN. Blues versus Canucks game number five tonight. Puck drops at 9.30 pregame with Alex Ferrario begins at 8.30. Some of that depth is also in net. We're seeing Jake Allen now over the last couple of games just look fantastic for the Blues Curbs. And I wanted to ask you, first of all, do you think that he's going to be the guy that gets the start tonight? And second of all, what has he done so well in this series, in your opinion? Yeah, Jake was apparently the first guy to leave the ice this morning. So that's a sign that he's going to be the starting goaltender. Um, And Jake's just been Jake. We, We talked to him a week ago you know, on a Zoom call and just asking stuff. And we asked about the role he's playing. He said, he actually, he said that he thinks that he's, he's in the last year and a half, he's really found his way as what it, what he needs to be and what it means to be a goaltender in the National Hockey League. He's, he's taken on the fact that he knows that this has become Jordan Bennington's team, but he said, I need to be ready. I will be ready. He goes, at some point in time, you're going to get in there and this team's going to count on you. And, and you, he goes, I want them to be able to count on me and I want them to know that if I get in there, that I'm going to give them the best I can to help this team win. And that's exactly what he's done. Uh, he's been – what we've seen from Jake in this these last two games, I think is a lot of what he looked like a couple of years ago against Minnesota. And, and that, to me, is the key. Just very efficient, quick movements, not sliding in and out of the crease a whole heck of a lot, but just efficient saves. And the other thing that he's done, I, th- I think this was tremendous in those last couple of games. He's so good at playing the puck. At times, I think he's almost foiled the Vancouver forecheck just by coming out and playing the puck. And we saw Jake play the puck not only short passes to the defense, we saw him with zone and a half passes to forwards, which totally broke down the Vancouver forecheck. And uh, I think I think that's played a role in it too. And look, I still think you're going to use both goaltenders yet. Even, I mean, we've already used to have done it once. I think it's going to happen again somewhere along the lines. But the Blues are going to have to get out of this series. And right now, it, it looks like the, it's Jake's series to have. Yeah, Curbs, to your point uh, about Jake Allen, it's a great observation. And then we were talking about that yesterday. And I even was giggling that if Jake Allen was a goalie when I was playing, I uh, probably would be at risk because his outlet passes were better than mine. Uh, mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know what? That really does stifle a forecheck because Vancouver, let's be honest, they're they're fighting a lot in their own zone to try and get the puck back. And when they get it, they're not getting any sustained time in the in the blue zone because Jake is so good at the outlet pass. So to your point as well, I, I do think and, and you know, in your opinion too as well, 
I think that every series, when it's done, you almost are able to reset the table for the next series. And if that's the case, depending on the opponent, as great as Jake is playing right now, I do feel that Bennington, if he matches up or he's ready to go or Craig Berube has one of his gut feelings, that once the series is over, I think you're allowed to reset the table and kind of start from new. 100%. I think it could depend highly on the opponent. It could depend you know, greatly on some career success that they've had against a certain opponent. Um, it, it, it's where do their shooters tend to shoot and, and compares to where they uh, – the, the, the other team's scouting report is it was pretty clear. And not, unfortunately, not being able to get into the media scrums to ask these questions, right, or even to pull a guy aside and ask him in the hallway, it, it kind of prohibits some of, some of the depth that even as broadcasters we'd like to get some things answered. It's pretty clear that, that Vancouver picked a sore spot on Jordan Bennington on that low blocker over the pad. And we know that that's the, one of the hardest saves for any goaltender to make. But, I mean, when Bo Horvat scores three goals on that side, and, and, and that's where the goals are going in, they found something. I think by the Blues change into Jake Allen, that changes the scouting report of what the team had to do a little bit, and they've been able to even the series, I think, because of that. Now, Jake's ability to come out and play the puck, I think, has just been so good. And, and it's going to change the way Vancouver has to chip it in. If the Blues can jam the blue line like they did in Game 4, and force Vancouver to chip it in, even those soft chips into the corner, all of a sudden those Vancouver forwards know that they're going to get hit by a bigger defenseman. And that's going to continue to wear as this series goes on. So whether it goes six, whether it goes seven, we know it's going one of those two. Uh, I, I still think the Blues are doing a great job of putting the physical equity in that because of smaller plays like that could end up making a difference. It, it didn't look to me like they really wanted to play below the goal line or in the corners. Uh, against the Blues in that last game. And we'll, we'll see if uh, Travis Green can get them to change that mindset. But that's a, that's a hard one to change when you know you're going to get pasted every time. Cars, we're looking forward to a man. Blues versus Canucks game number five tonight with pregame starting at 8.30 with Alex Ferrario. We get to hear you and Joey Vitale coming up at 9.30 for the puck drop. We always appreciate the time, my man. We look forward to the game tonight. We'll talk with you again soon. Okay, guys, have a great rest of the day. Talk you, to you soon. You got it. That's Chris Kerber joining us here on 101 ESPN. Jamie, I know you love this game. Are you ready for the latest edition of Are We Sure? Oh. It's coming up next on 101 ESPN.